This is a special episode, Earn a Living Doing What You Love, with my guest and friend, Marie Forleo. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the show. This is a special episode this week. Don't worry, I've got a coaching call that I'm going to put up for you this Saturday. So instead of Coach's Corner, you will have episode 128 that will go up this Saturday. And I really wanted to put this amazing interview that I had, it's really more of a chat than an interview, with my longtime friend Marie Forleo up because her program, B-School, is now open for enrollment. And the cart actually closes Thursday, March 1st. So I wanted to give you plenty of time to listen to this talk with Marie, to check out the B-School training videos, and to take a look at the special bonuses that I'm offering. Now, if you don't know what B-School is, It's an eight-week online learning program for big-hearted creatives who want to build a meaningful, profitable business online. And its founder is Marie Forleo. She is a multi-passionate entrepreneur. She is just amazing. If you haven't heard of her by now, I'm so glad to introduce you to her. And even if you have watched her videos, listened to interviews, I really encourage you to listen to this chat because we cover a lot of ground. We talk about the psychological importance of doing something you love, how to get over just crappy days or days when you're just really hard on yourself, and how the best and most successful ideas are born and so, so, so much more. I think you're you're really, really, really going to love it. And Marie is her usual brilliant, honest, relatable self. And I want to invite you to enroll into B-School if you're thinking about it through my link. I'm a proud partner of B-School and I have been for years and I just know it works and I know how overwhelming starting a business can be, especially if you're an online business. And even if you're offering services as a, a coach or a therapist or a workshop leader or whatever, you still need an online presence. Like uh, my business would not thrive without social media and online marketing and courses and all those things. So to have a thriving business in today's world, you kind of need an online presence. And B-School just cuts to the chase, tells you everything you need to know. It's a lot of content. It's something that you can go back to and refer back to. Once you enroll in the program, you always have access to the content and they continue to up-level it. And it's it's overwhelming in the sense that it's a lot of content because Marie just over-freaking delivers. That's just who she is and what she loves to do. But it's at a pace that you can really do and it's taught in a way that you can understand. Marie makes it fun. <laughs> she actually makes online marketing fun. Like I do not like online marketing, website stuff, blah, blah, blah but I can listen to her teach it because she actually makes it interesting. So be sure to go to christinehasser.com slash bschool to check out everything I'm offering. I'm going to run through it with you right now, just so you know. So if you enroll through my link, it doesn't cost any extra to get all the stuff I'm offering you. If you enroll through my link, again, christinehasser.com slash bschool, then you get all of this stuff I'm going to tell you. So first you get four 90 minute live group coaching calls. So this will take place every other week of the program. And the reason I do this is because I know that 
as we're stepping into shifting our business, building a business, starting a business, upgrading a business, a lot of our personal stuff can come up and you have a lot of questions. And the B-School community is very, very large. And so I wanted to create a more intimate community through the people that register through my link where we can connect and where I can get on these coaching calls with you and coach you through whatever blocks are coming up or whatever specific questions you have about your business. I feel blessed to be able to coach people both in the psychological and internal blocks, as well as like the specific business questions that you have. And Jill, who's worked with me for eight years, is always on those calls as well. And she gives great insight in terms of, of sales and marketing and working with people and, and all kinds of good stuff. So you get four 90-minute calls. And often they go more than 90 minutes because I try to get to everybody who has a question. You also get a private Facebook group with access to me and the other people in our smaller community throughout the program. You also get four custom guided meditations and visualizations. You know, a regular spiritual practice has been crucial to my success. And I specifically created these B-School meditations to go along with the content. So listening to them, they aren't just random meditations. <laughs> listening to them will help you really integrate the content. It'll help your unconscious mind really open up and help you accelerate through the program faster. You also get free access to my top online courses. This is a major, major score. So we're giving away some free access to some great courses and there's more. And this is like my favorite thing. We did this for the first time last year and it was a super duper success. People thought this masterminding day that I'm about to tell you about was like worth the cost of the whole B-School program. And what it is, is you come to California, it's either going to be in San Diego or Los Angeles, and we spend a day, like a full day masterminding and training and hot seating. And everyone in my boot school community is invited to come out. There's no extra cost for that. You have to pay for your your plane ticket. I was going to say train ticket. Not too many people take the train anymore. Pay for your plane ticket or your Airbnb, or if you live in that area, you can just drive. But just honestly, just that alone is is worth the investment of the program. So again, christinehasser.com slash bschool. Remember the cart is closing soon. So be sure to get on this. Be sure to register soon. Again, cart closes March 1st. And if you do register through my link and you don't get an email from me within like 24 hours saying, hey, like welcome to my community, email jill at christinehasser.com so we can make sure that you're in my group. So before we dive into my talk with Marie, I want to thank our sponsor for this week, which is Daily Harvest. And you know how I like breaking out of comfort zones? Doing the same thing over and over is never going to have you grow. How about breaking out of your comfort zone when it comes to breakfast? So Daily Harvest can help you with this by sending creative recipes with must-know superfoods straight to your door like cacao and avocado smoothies or mulberry and dragon fruit oats. Yum. Daily Harvest makes it impossibly easy to try something new every day. And because all Daily Harvest recipes are perfectly proportioned and developed by a trained chef, it's guaranteed to taste great too. So here's how it works. Daily Harvest Cups are delivered straight to your door. You just store them in the freezer until you're ready to make one. Preparing each cup is insanely easy. Just add water or coconut or almond milk. That's what I like to do. Smoothies take 30 seconds. Soups are ready in five minutes. And things like overnight oats and chia parfaits can literally be made in your sleep. Daily Harvest produce is organic and unrefined, and it looks as good as it tastes. You can actually see the whole ingredients when you open up the cup. I love this. I love whole ingredients. I don't like fake food. You can see the cacao nibs, chunks of mango, whole raspberries, pumpkin seeds. Oh, 
It's the fastest and most convenient way to up your fruit and vegetable game without having to put in the work that actually comes with eating more fruit and vegetables. Someone does all the chopping and shopping for you. So here's your call to action. Go to daily-harvest.com and enter promo code over it to get three free items in your first box. That's promo code over it for three free daily harvest cups at daily-harvest.com. And now on to my incredible chat with the one and only Marie Forleo. Marie, one of my favorite people in the world. It's so awesome to have you back on the show. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor. Yeah. Well, right before we started recording, we were about to get into a conversation about something and then we both were like, you know what? We should stop and record this because this is good for people to hear. And we were talking about the freedom that having your own business affords you. And I was sharing with you that I recently had to move out of my place. My listeners know the whole story. And I just could not sign another lease. Like something inside of me was like, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. Just be free. Go where we direct you to go. And right now I'm recording this in Australia and I would not be able to do this if I didn't have my own business that I can run online. So Tell us why having that kind of freedom is just the best thing ever. Well, I'll tell you, I mean, for me, um, and it's taken me quite a long time to get here, but like you, I'm not in the place where I normally am. You know, I grew up on the East Coast. I grew up in New Jersey. I've lived my whole life there. Past 20 years, I've been a New Yorker. But right now I'm recording this um, from Los Angeles, from Venice Beach. And for me, I realized um, I get very depressed in the winter when there's less sun and it's really dark and it's cold, not to mention, you know, I've already done that. So I just want to pretext this whole conversation with the fact that I'm still pinching myself when Mm -hmm. friends are like, Oh, aren't you supposed to be in New York? I'm like, uh, nope, because I proactively intentionally designed my life. And it took me a long time to get here. Again, this was not an overnight thing. People are always like, Oh, it's like an overnight success. No, no (laughs) over time success. This is like eight years in the making. But I have designed my life just like you. I like to be flexible. I like that location freedom. I like that time freedom. And, you know, Christine, one of the things that um, breaks my heart, you know, one of the most recent statistics, I think it's about 70% of Americans are unhappy with their job. And that's a continuum, right? Wow. Yeah. So that can range from like, "Eh, I really don't like what I do to like full on, I can't stand this. I want to stick a fork in my eye. Like my, what is happening to my life? Um, and different countries have different statistics, but that's one of the most recent here. And when you kind of step back and look at that from a 30,000 foot view as adults, we spend the vast majority of our waking lives at work. Mm -hmm. So to think about 70% of us, are unhappy for the vast majority of our waking lives, it starts to kind of make sense when we look at the state of our world. And of course, not the whole world. I'm I'm kind of, you know, making it a little bit specific here, but we all know there's a lot of challenges that we're all facing as a human species and a society. And when people are more enlivened, when they feel a sense of respect when they feel um, that sense of self-control and that they have some say in their own destiny, people do tend to behave better. (laughs) They tend to treat each other more kindly and with more generosity. And so, you know, we can take this conversation in any direction, but I do believe for the health of our society, for happiness, for well-being, for our ability to live in peace, having people 
have an opportunity to use their gifts and to live in such a way that is more aligned with their heart, with their soul's desire, with their true, genuine intention of using their gifts to make a difference and contribute to other people, that it will have a great conscious healing effect on the planet. I completely agree. And I think that it's important for people listening who are like, well, I don't know. I don't want to take a risk. I have job security, even though I hate it, to focus more on what you're saying now about health, emotional, mental, financial, physical, and the impact you can have to focus more on all the benefits that can happen when you have that kind of freedom and you're following your heart versus letting the fear and all the what ifs keep you in something that's comfortable, but isn't healthy and isn't helping you really impact the planet. So to those people who may lean more towards the fear Mm -hmm. and may be staying, like everything you're saying, they're like, yeah, 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 but I can't or I'm scared. What advice do you have for them? Well, you know, I think it's really interesting. I always describe myself, and this is the truth, I'm a very kind of slow, methodical person. You know, there are some people who think about entrepreneurship or doing your own thing. So there's a couple of things I want to say. First of all, um, I think we all know this, but if someone doesn't, it should be a really important fact for them to consider. There is no more such, there's no longer job security. That kind of went away, you know, 10 to 15 years ago. Technology has shifted our entire landscapes. I mean, if you look at the um, medical community, you look at education, you look at, you know, science, technology, government, you know, technology is disrupting every single industry. So no longer are the days where you can work at the same job for, you know, 30, 40, 50 years, get a gold watch and rely on your pension or your retirement. People have to behave entrepreneurially, even if you don't want to eventually run your own business, you have to have that proactive nature and understand the bottom line and understand how to connect with people to get them to engage and say, yes, if you want to thrive, whether you're an entrepreneur, meaning you're working within a company or you're an entrepreneur and you do want to start and run your own business, you need these skill sets no matter what, how they'll manifest and how you use them may be very different, but the underpinnings are the same. So that's just kind of a foundational thing I wanted to say. Um, but secondarily, you know, when we're thinking about starting our own business, a lot of people mistakenly have the notion that you need to like take this huge risk and leap and like leave everything behind and, you know, be that person who burns all the bridges. And they kind of have this romanticized version of this entrepreneur who, you know, again, quits their job and runs out of the house and then, you know, is eating out of, um, whatchamacallit, you know, basically ramen noodles for, for a year or so. <laughs> yeah. and they get the break. That's not necessarily the truth. In fact, Christine, there's this other interesting study that just came out that I absolutely love. It's from the American Management Journal. They followed 5,000 entrepreneurs over a course of about 14 years. And get this, entrepreneurs who kept a day job while they started their company are 33% likely, less likely to fail. Wow. Okay. The ones that kept the day job. So they moonlighted, they did their business on the weekends and at night. They were more likely to succeed, basically. Exactly. 30% less likely to fail. And so what's interesting about that to me is that was me. You know, I had side businesses. I had, I was bartending, I was waiting tables, I was assisting other people. I did uh, many other things to keep cash flow coming in while I was building my business very, very slowly and methodically. So to your point, you were asking about the folks who are like, oh my God, I'm so afraid, but I can't leave this. It's like, well, maybe you don't have to. 
You know, it's not an either or thing. If some part of your heart or your soul is like, gosh, I've always wanted to try this, or hmm, I've always had an idea about it. I'm not quite sure what it is, but I would really love to explore it, but I don't want to, you know, leave the security of my job right yet. Well, you're in a perfect place yeah. <laughs> because you can, you can explore your ideas. You can test things on the side. You can test the waters and experiment and sort of validate and test your notions without necessarily leaving it all behind quite yet. Now I will say on balance, there are a number of people where their DNA set is very burn the bridge. You know, I knew someone early on in my entrepreneurial days where the way that she was set up is she had to leave the job. Like she needed that pressure in order to gain the clients. She wasn't going to do it any other way. So there are some humans that are just set that Mm -hmm. they must just quit. They must have extreme pressure because under those circumstances is how they thrive. But I just like to tell that to other people who may have a little bit of fear or concern that you're not less of an entrepreneur and you're certainly not a a wantrepreneur and you don't have to feel ashamed if you want to take the kind of slow and steady route like I did. Yeah. And I I did the same thing. You know, people, I always remind people, my first book came out in 2005. (laughs) Like this definitely was not an overnight thing. And I have the personality type where I I needed to do the same thing. I needed to have a job that I knew I was going to get paid for while building this. And then eventually it took me about two years to go, okay, this is working. I can quit all those other things and just focus on that. So I think we have to know, we have to know ourselves. There's no one right way to be an entrepreneur. We really have to know what's going to work for our personality. That's going to push us a little bit, but not stretch us so far that we completely collapse and never do it. Absolutely. hundred percent. Yeah. Well, so I want to talk a little bit about B-School because I shared a bit in your intro But B-School is your passion. It's something that you have been creating and putting out there for how many years now? When did it first start? Well, this is our ninth year, Woo! Christine. Can you? And I wow. know, and in internet years, that you know, it's like dog years, yeah, right? That's like it's, a, it's like <laughs> decades, it's eons. Um, but yes, this is our ninth year. Ninth we year. are nearly at forty thousand graduates wow. um, from across one hundred and sixty industries spanning one hundred and thirty different countries. So we know what we're doing. You do. <laughs> and it you works. Do. Yes. It, it, it does work. And I'm uh, a grad and proud partner of it. And it's what I love so much about B-School is it's, it makes it doable for people. You do, yes. you teach in a way that is not, you give a lot of information. And if you watched all of B-School all at once, it definitely could be overwhelming. But what's sure. so great about it is that you have the content forever and you can piece it together. But it just makes sense. And you, it, this is so such your gift, Marie. You have such a gift for teaching people how to have fun and how to be passionate and how to make impact. So I just want to back up a little bit and hear your why. Like, Why did you start B-School and why do you love it so much? Well, the reason that B-School is even here is because when I started my business, my coaching business at the ripe old age of 23, what the hell was I thinking? I I was the same age. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Like the logical part of my brain, you know, the very rational part of my brain was like, this is the dumbest idea ever. Who do you think you are? Mm -hmm. Who the hell is going to hire a 23 year old life coach? This is crazy. Yet my heart and my soul and that deeper, higher self in me was like, nope, this is part of your path. Like you need to do this. And it was right around 2001 
this is the embryonic stage of online business, of digital media, of all that, right? There were hardly any email newsletters. There were hardly any online businesses. This was just the very, very beginning stages. And so for me, I had no idea how to navigate any of this world. Now, thankfully, my coach training, one of the things they emphasized, like, yes, you have to be an extraordinary coach and an extraordinary leader and teacher. That's very important. You need to know your craft and be able to deliver results for folks. But you also need to be a business person. You also have to understand how to market and sell your coaching. Otherwise, you ain't going to have a business. Yep. And so for me, that really opened my eyes. And I was like, okay, great. I need these parallel paths. I need to be very, very good at my craft, at what I do. And I need to understand how to build this business. Now, because I was so young and insecure, the internet was great for me because I used the internet to kind of mask my age. I never lied. I just didn't tell anyone how old I was. I got headshots done that made me look probably about 15 years older than I actually was. <laughs> uh, you know, it's just, it was a great way for me to focus on the content and focus on serving people rather than listening to that highly loud and insecure voice in my own head. In my journey of trying to make my business grow and work, all I did was get out there and learn. So I went to business conferences. I was reading business books. I was doing everything that I thought I should do to understand how to build a business in this very new and kind of, you know, it was like the frontier, right? The landscape. So I would go to these business conferences, Christine, and there are a lot of online marketing and stuff like that. And uh, I had come from the world of Wall Street. So I was pretty used to being the only woman in the room. Once again, I found myself, I was like, wow, 99.9% .9 of the people in attendance and virtually 100% of the people on the stages teaching were men. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. I love the masculine. I love men. I have an amazing man myself. However, the inequality there was just disgusting, yes, right? And yes. I was like, it was, it was horrible. And this is actually what got me. So I grew up a uh, very blue collar family in New Jersey. My dad was a small business owner, uh, owning in the printing industry. And I would go to, to work with my dad on the weekends. Like we would do whatever we had to do to help him get client jobs out. You know, we'd stay there all night. We turn it into a party. And I really learned a set of values and ethics from just watching my dad and being at work with him. And when I was at these online marketing conferences and these business conferences, the people on the stage would talk about customers like they were nothing more than numbers at the bottom of a balance sheet. It was like, how do we extract as much profit as possible? And I, was like, <laughs> and I just sat there in the audience feeling like I needed to take a friggin' shower. It was disgusting. Not only that, but the aesthetics, right? So I'm sitting there trying to learn. I'm trying to be a good student. There was no aesthetic quality. Like just being in that environment, it wasn't enjoyable. There was no soul. I didn't feel a lot of integrity. I didn't feel a lot of focus on actually making a difference besides your own bottom line. Mm -hmm. Everything about it, I was like, gosh, this isn't my idea of business. This isn't how I want my business to be. It just, there's a lot of things missing. And as I was traveling along on my journeys, I had a, a simultaneous career in health and fitness. I was a choreographer. I was a dancer. I was a Nike elite dance athlete. I was also bartending as I shared, and I would always run into women, quite frankly, who were like trying to do their own thing. And for myself, you know, I don't have an MBA. So I was also very insecure about the fact that I didn't feel qualified enough to do anything that I was doing. Right. Mm -hmm. I had all of these self doubts. And then, so I put all this stuff together and I realized people were coming to me asking me, Marie, how are you, how do you have this coaching business? And you're, you know, doing these dance workshops and you've got these dance DVDs and all these things that you're doing. How is this all working? 
And I was like, it's because I understand marketing and I understand business. Like I was practicing and I was learning and I was growing. And then the light bulb went off and I realized that there was nowhere out there in the market that was teaching humans how to start and grow an online business, all this incredible opportunity to connect with people around the world, but how to do it in a way that was completely connected to your integrity and your values and your desire to make a difference. And in a way that really showcased the fullness of your personality, mm-hmm. all of your quirks, everything that you believe in, all of who you are, you know, everything was about kind of cutting yourself off and, you know, being one way. And I was like, all this is wrong. So B-School was really born out of how frustrated I was (laughs) trying to find my own business education and then seeing such a lack of fun and humor and heart in the marketplace that I was like, well, screw this. I'm going to make it myself. (laughs) So that's how B-School came to be. Where the best ideas and businesses come from is is what we need. You know, my, my, the, my projects and books that have done the best are, are what I needed for myself. I was like, wait, there's not a book on how to like navigate your twenties on the emotional level. Okay. I guess I have to write it. And, yes. and we, oh, we have those, Every, you know, everybody listening, you have those ideas and pay attention to those because that's, that's your direction. You know, I think a lot of times people are looking for, what am I here to do? What's my calling? And for some people, it translates into a business for other people. It might be outside of a business. You make impact in different ways, but really pay attention to what makes you mad. What's not out there? What are you frustrated with and create from that place? Because what I really love and what you're sharing is, and this is another reason I love B-School, you also brought more of the feminine approach to business. And that doesn't mean B-School is just for women. We all have masculine and feminine. You made it adaptable. You made it fluid. You made it creative. You made it more receptive. Like B-School really helps people bring out the best in themselves rather than in that that masculine rigid way that I think you were frustrated with in the marketplace of this is the way to do it. And if you don't do it this way, you're wrong and you're going to fail. Yeah. (laughs) It's so intimidating. And, and so that's, that's what I love is B-School gives structure, but your own fluidity and your own creativity. So you can really apply yourself and your imagination and your passion to your business and make it fun as well. Cause I, I, I couldn't do this if it wasn't fun, you know, and, and I, having fun is way more important to me than the size of my email list or my Facebook clicks or whatever. And what I realize is the more fun I have and the more creative I am and the more I'm doing the things that are hell yes and not doing the things that are hell no, the more successful my business is. Absolutely. And I mean, people are so joy starved right now. You know, we were talking about that statistic uh, earlier. It's like 70% of Americans are unhappy, disengaged, you know, do not want to work where they want to work on some level. And I think that, you know, in terms of masculine and feminine, I, I do have a unique gift because my masculine is very, very strong. That's, that's one of the things that I have. However, I'm like blessed with this incredible female body and mm-hmm. my feminine nature. And it was funny, you know, Christine, someone was asking me today, they're like, I want my dad to take B-School. And she's so sweet. And she's done B-School herself. She's, um, uh, from Mexico. And she's like, my dad runs, you know, an insurance company in Mexico. Do you think it's okay for him? And I'm like, look, the content is not gender specific. If he is cool with being around like an enormous group of strong, powerful, 
passionate, intelligent women, he's welcome. You know, we have a crew of men and they're, oh, you know, B-School is very inclusive. It's for everyone. But I do have a decidedly different take on business than most of what's out there because I am a woman. And I'm very, very proud of that, you know, to teach people to use their intuition, to teach people to bring their heart and to wear that on their sleeve, to use their emotions and their empathy and their compassion. That's more of what this world needs. And if I can help people infuse that into their businesses or their work days, then I feel like we're doing the world a really good service. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So a little personal question for you. Um, yes. Every week on the show, on the Wednesday episodes, I coach a caller who's asking for help in overcoming something. We talk about everything from relationship challenges, business blocks, breaking sabotaging habits. I, I don't think there's, there's very few topics we haven't covered in over a hundred and 30 calls or something like that. And what I've learned from doing the show and also being a coach and being a human is that personal growth is such a huge part to success. It, it's, it's, they go hand in hand. And often what holds us back in business is something inside ourselves, some limiting yes. beliefs, some unresolved issues, some sabotaging pattern. So that said, if you're willing to share, what have been some of your biggest personal challenge, old baggage <laughs> that you've had to oh, release yeah. that have cleared the way for your fulfillment and success? Oh, for sure. hundred percent. And it's something that I think will be a lifelong practice for me. Um, probably one of the biggest is, is it, there's many facets of this, but it's all kind of tied to the same core thread. It's around delegation, not doing everything myself and trust. Mm. So not having to do everything myself. Again, I come from that very um, hardcore blue collar, you work 24 seven work ethic. That's what I grew up in. Cause that's what it took to survive for my parents. And that's what I saw. So in the early days of my business, it was terrifying for me to let anyone help me. First of all, I didn't even think I deserved the help. Second of all, I was such a control freak and was just like, no, no one can do it as good as I can. I must hold <laughs> on to everything. Yes. And then third, I was just terrified once again, because I'd never been a boss before. I felt like I was going to screw it up and I would be horrible. And what am I even supposed to tell them to do? Like it was just walking out into, you know, a black abyss. I was like, I have no idea how to do any of this. And for me, my default is like, you know, if, if I'm drowning, uh, especially in the early days, it wasn't like ask for help. It was like, oh, I've got to work harder. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? I got to <laughs> swim faster. Yep. Exactly. Paddle faster, work harder, sweat more, um, keep it going. So I think that for me, it continues to unfold in layers and beautiful layers and beautiful layers. It's like one of my lifelong lessons. And I'm certainly light years ahead of where I was, let's say 15 years ago, but I'm still learning that lesson to this day. You know, again, I think we all have these kind of pieces in us, right? That even though you start uh, peeling away and healing some of that, you find a new depth to it. Mm -hmm. Like, wow. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know I'm still holding. Wow. Okay. Yep. There <laughs> so, it is again. Yes. Yeah. And so that for me, um, you know, that, that ability to delegate, that ability to accept help, that ability to ask for help, um, that ability to just allow myself to receive more support, something I have to practice every single day, Christine. Yeah. So when it, when it comes up, when you find yeah. yourself in that, I got to do it all kind of thing. How yes. do you break the pattern? What's your action? What do you do? Well, it depends. You know, it depends quite frankly, and I'm just going to be real here, you know, what time of the month it is. If my hormones are going crazy, mm -hmm. um, I might just need to sit down and cry. Yeah. <laughs> 
for a minute, right? Sometimes like, that's needed and the best thing yeah, to do. Uh-huh. Absolutely. It's like, it's not working. <laughs> um, you know, and that can be a really wonderful release. Uh, but other times I'll be like, oh, I need to sit down. Okay, great. What am I trying to do here? How am I trying to be superwoman? How am I trying to like kind of hold on to everything or or achieve some ideal in my own mind's eye of what I should be doing, you know, to make everyone okay and to take care of everybody. So sometimes it's a matter of a little Mm self-talk, like sitting down and have a little Mm -hmm. (laughs) one-on-one with Marie. Um, that can be a great way to break the pattern. And other times it can be talking with a friend, you know, talking with someone, if I feel overwhelmed and I need someone to mirror back to me and say, Hey, let me just tell you what's happening here and, and kind of lay everything out on the table and have a clear perspective from someone outside of me yes. who can say, Hey, what about this? Like what, like a friend did that for me, um, yeah, on a huge project. She's like, Hey, what if you move this date? I'm like, Oh my, yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Oh Lord, baby Jesus. Yes. Like, <laughs> I couldn't see it myself. Could not see it. Yep. myself. Yep. And that's why we need our friends. And that's why we need people around us. That's why community is so important when you have mm-hmm. folks who are genuinely invested and care about you and, and want for your well-being and your success, oftentimes it just takes having the humility and the vulnerability and the courage to say, Hey, I need some help here. Yeah. I'm drowning. Can someone, you know, throw come me on a, over and yeah. take, throw me a lifeline. Yeah. Tell, tell me yeah. what you see here. So, so those are some of the ways, again, tears, having a little self-talk with myself or reaching out, calling a friend. Reaching. Yeah. And, and it's so important for people to remember that they're reaching out and, and know you're not a burden. I always feel so honored when a friend of mine reaches out and says, I need help. Like, can you help me? Yes. It's such a gift to give to someone to let them give to you. Like your friends yes. are craving that. So yes, please don't get in your own way and think that you're a burden when you ask for help, because that's one of the ways that we connect that makes us human. Yes. You don't want to be super woman because then you're, you're untouchable. I think that's what keeps a lot of women from having really, really close relationships, especially with other women is they sometimes wear the superhero human costume, try to Mm -hmm. do it all and everything's fine. Feelings inside, not expressed. And, but they're lacking that intimacy and that vulnerability. And a lot of that comes from reaching out in those moments when we're like, I'm going to have a breakdown please help me. I don't know what to do. And then, and then we also connect when you're like, Oh my God, I totally hit my sales numbers this week. This was amazing. I'm celebrating with you. And we need to be able to do both of those things because they're so important. You know, I have, um, some of my closest friends, like we're not near each other geographically. And this is why Skype And this is an area where technology is awesome. Like, look, I am all for being together in person and, you know, putting down our phones and putting down technology, but sometimes that's just not possible. Right. And some of the people that we connect with the most are like on the other side of the world. And I think that's, what's really cool. And, you know, not to always take it back to B school, but that's one of the things, Christine, frankly, I'm most proud of. I just got off another call with a B schooler who had said to me, she said, Marie, some of my best girlfriends in the world I met in B school back in 2011, they were at my wedding. Yes. Like finding this crew of humans that get the kind of adventure that we want to go on as creatives, as entrepreneurs, as someone who's even just charting their own path in this world and kind of saying no to the prescribed paths that society has laid upon us. That's actually one of the other things that I'm really proud of is because we pull together this incredibly inclusive and loving and generous and kind and respectful community. And I swear, you might not know this stat. This was another one that really shocked me. You know, isolation and loneliness 
it's one of the biggest epidemics happening right now. In the 1980s, there was 20% of Americans that reported feeling lonely. Now it's up to 40%. Wow. Yes, which is an incredible jump. So just tagging off this conversation of having the courage to say, hey, I need some help and giving yourself, uh, your friends, the gift of being able to contribute to you. I I don't know if this is true, but I could potentially hear someone listening to us saying like, gosh, I don't know if I have anyone in my life that Mm. I could do that with. I know that's one of the things I've heard um, again and again from some of the folks that we get to connect with. And that's one of the other kind of benefits, whether it's B-School or any other, you know, group that you kind of join where there's like-minded people is we need these social connections. They are as important to our health and well-being as it is to not smoke. Yes. I mean, the risk is as high, right? It, it, smoking uh, versus being lonely and isolated in terms of mortality rates. So it's really, really important. Wow. Wow. I'm so glad you're bringing up the community aspect of B-School because that's one thing I love so much about it. It doesn't just attract people that want to build a business. It definitely attracts what I like to call light workers, people that value personal growth and connection yes. and spiritual development and know that we're not just here to make money and build a business. It's like a very well-rounded, loving community. And another thing I really want to acknowledge you for, Marie, is you are just a trailblazer in breaking down the old pattern of women competing with other women and being jealous of each other. And I I just think it's so cool to be breaking that down because I think our generation especially is really seeing that dismantle, that that there's enough to go around and we don't need to compete and compare and we can really cheer each other on and we need each other, you know, we need each other. Oh my gosh. I, I love that. I mean, one of the kind of inner mantras that I live by I do this with money. I do this with opportunities. I do this with creativity, creativity and creative ideas is there's always more where that came from, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. whether I'm writing a check or I'm passing on an opportunity or I'm saying yes to an opportunity or I see someone else get something. It's like, there's always more where that came from. And it is such a limited and false illusion. This idea of scarcity. Yes. It's not true in the material sense. It's not true in the energetic sense. It's not true in the opportunity or success sense. Um, and I think the more that we live that value, uh, the, the less we have to get hooked on, uh, that false idea. Oh, and speaking of scarcity, one of the mistakes I made early in my business was thinking I was saving money by not investing in myself and trying to figure it out all on my own and hiring people that weren't that great or my friends or bartering. Can you talk a little bit about the importance of investing in yourself and the ROI on that? Yes. Well, you are your most important asset in life. You know, whether we're talking about the realm of health, whether we're talking about the realm of, you know, your, your thinking and, and your, your mental habits, or we're talking about the realm of business or, or skill building in any sense, you are your most important asset. And I remember early on, um, I consider myself a lifelong learner. One of the ways that I'm wired is I am just hungry always. Like Christine, if you saw like my nightstand and wherever I am, there are literally stacks of books, oh, yes. like stacks of books that I, I will never get through all of them, but they're like my friends. I just surround myself with them because they <laughs> love learning documentaries. You know, I the other night, Josh was like, what are you doing? I'm like, Oh, I'm just learning about so-and-so and, you know, watching this whole dot. He's like, you're crazy. Anyway, um, coming back to this idea of investing in yourself, what I've found is the ROI on investing in me is something I can always count on. It has paid for itself. I mean, I never believed honestly, Christine, 
from how I grew up and how much I struggled with my own self-worth, um, with the actual reality of my finances, you know, being thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars in debt when I first started, I never believed that I could have financial freedom. Like really, I was yeah. like, oh God, that sounds like insane. And now I live in a completely different universe and I want it for every single woman and man that I talk to, but I have a particular advocacy for women, of course, um, because I, I understand what it's like. And I grew up with a mom who felt very out of control around money and who mm. had a lot of pain because she never had it herself. And she always felt under someone's thumb. And it was really, it was heartbreaking to see what she went through. And, um, I am so appreciative of the gift that she gave me coming back to this idea of investing in yourself. It will pay you for the rest of your life, not just financially, but emotionally and spiritually and your ability to contribute, your ability to take care of your own health and your ability to take care of the people that you love. So I think when you find those opportunities, you know, whether it's something like B-School or it's something like a, an in-person workshop or an opportunity for you to build a skill or an opportunity for you to let go of an emotional block, man, when it aligns in your heart and that still voice says, yes, this is something you should do, mm -hmm. move heaven and earth to do it. You know, when I was first starting, I remember, um, again, I was in debt and many of us are, that's just the society that we live in. And I remember this one workshop that, uh, it was so far out of my price range, Christine, because again, I was like, I, I have negative amounts of money. Like, I don't know what it is. And something in my heart said, you have to take this. And it wasn't business oriented. It was totally personal development, but it was thousands of dollars that I didn't have, but I couldn't get it out of my mind. Like I, the voice would not stop that I had to do this thing. And I remember going up to the folks who were leading this retreat. And I said, I don't know why I feel like I need to be on this thing. Can I, you know, can there be some special kind of payment plan? You have my word, like I will do whatever it takes. I will not, you you know what I mean? Just, I won't break my word. You'll get your money. It just will be a little bit longer. And, um, they wound up saying yes. And I hustled and I worked so many side jobs. And it turns out that that was the trip that Josh and I got together on. And worked. really, yes. And I could have never known that it was it's nothing I knew in advance. And we're just about to celebrate our 15 year anniversary. And it was like, you know, it's one of the most monumental life-changing experiences of my life. And it was just about following that small voice mm -hmm. and investing in myself when I way didn't have the money. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was way in the red, but uh, it's never steered me wrong. Yeah. 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 That, yeah. that small that, voice is so wise. It's so, so wise. And I, especially we all have access to it, but especially women, I think that we have an extra special, special access to it. And listening to that is so important, especially when it doesn't make sense. You know, that, that was for me too. Like, I have no idea why I'm in Australia and like why I, all my stuff is in storage, like for a Virgo type A personality like myself, yes. putting yes. my stuff in storage and having no address and not knowing what's next or where I'm going is incredibly uncomfortable, but I, that it's that small voice. that's like this, you need to do this. You absolutely yes. need to do this. Well, there's body wisdom, right? That in our culture, we're not necessarily taught that it exists or how to access it, but you have it. I have it. Everyone has it. And women, because, uh, you know, we are vessels of life. Uh, we do have an extra special in touchness with that's one of our inherent feminine qualities. And I feel like the more we train ourselves to listen to that small voice, especially when it doesn't make sense on paper, no matter what it is, the more magical and fulfilling our life becomes. 1000%. Ah. Okay. So a couple more questions. Uh, another big thing that comes up on the show is wanting to do something 
but feeling not good enough, feeling not deserving, feeling like, um, who am I to other people are going to be upset. Uh, my family won't understand. (laughs) You, You get the theme. Yes. How do we deal with that? Well, there's one of uh, my favorite pieces of hashtag real talk that I like (laughs) to remind people of that y'all might want to write down. Uh, This one is real, real good. Cut straight to the chase. The more you care about what people think, the more they own you. Mm. Mm. So if you're someone who does not want to be owned, you have to start to check yourself before you wreck yourself, so to speak. In terms of, you know, there's many facets to what you just shared. And I have experienced firsthand all of those doubts, right? You know, there's one that comes up that especially is around like, oh, everyone else has done it already. You know what I mean? There's no room for me. And to that one, I would say, if you just feel like all the spaces have been taken and everyone's done exactly what you want to do, so why should you try? I'd ask you, you know, do you have a favorite restaurant? Maybe it's an Italian restaurant. Maybe you're like me, you love Italian food. Or do you have a favorite singer? You know, I happen to love Bruno Mars. I love me some Beyonce. There's like many singers I love. And I always think to myself, could you imagine if my favorite Italian restaurant said, you know what? People have already done Italian food. Mm. You know, like there's a lot of Italian food right here. We don't need another Italian food place. I would be missing out on like the best calamari of my life. Similarly, like if Bruno Mars, right, said to himself, you know what? Like Michael Jackson, he kind of did it. Like MJ, you know, he, he just did it. Like he done did. Everybody loves him. He's the best. He's the king, right? They, there ain't no other room. It's like we would miss out on so much if people stopped themselves. If Oprah was like, you know what, Phil Donahue's really got it locked up. Yep. Who am I? Yep. Oh my God, that's crazy. can you imagine so, tragedy? Oh, oh my God. Whew. Right. So that's just that piece of it in terms of, you know, what are people going to think of me? I really do think it comes back to the more you care about what people think, the more they own you. And we have to remember that at the end of our lives, you know, we know this from some of these end of life studies and Bonnie were where I always mispronounce her name. So forgive me for that, but she's actually a B-schooler. She wrote um, the book, the five regrets of the dying. Oh, wow. And the number one regret that people have is I wish I would have lived a life true to myself rather than trying to live the life that others expected of me. Mm-hmm. And we know this. I mean, she has been with hundreds, if not thousands of people as they have passed. And that's the number one regret. Wow. So it's like we should take some hints from folks who have gone before us. <laughs> and go, okay, you know, I don't want to be on my deathbed saying that I'm going to pass this world with my song still in me with all of these unlived lives and possibilities and adventures and contributions. So I think it's really about having a broader view and being an adult and getting real with yourself and asking who are you living your life for? for the approval of others, which again, you know, it's fun for me to talk about this because there's a whole lot of people, uh, people judge people all the time, right? That's part of our nature. But as someone who's a somewhat public figure online, you know, you you can, I can hear all the criticism. I get all the things. Mm -hmm. I've been doing it for 18 years. So I have a nice stack of, of, uh, of things that folks love to say about me. And one of the blessings of that is, uh, and forgive me for saying this, Christine, but I give less and less fucks every year that goes by. Yep. 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 I really don't because I'm so absolutely in love with my life. Now that doesn't mean it's perfect. 
I have hard days. Like we were talking about before, I will have the days where I cry, where I'm like, Oh, I can't figure this out. What's happening. I need to call a friend, get a lifeline. But in terms of looking at the broad spectrum, I am so in love with what I get to do, who I get to do it with, the challenges that we face together, the difference that I make, the amount of fun that I have, the relationships that I have. I wouldn't trade this for anything. Mm. And I think that that's everyone's right. And that's everyone's possibility if they have the courage to take that first step. 1000%. And you have to be honest with yourself. Like, are you using the, what will people think of me as an excuse not to go after what you want? I think it's just another way we get in our own way is we obsess about these things that really just don't matter when we really need to go and do it. I was speaking at a mastermind a couple of weeks ago and, and a woman was there who has a huge platform and impact and we were talking about ways we get in our way. And she said, I just don't want to be judged. I want to make sure I'm putting stuff out there and I'm not judged. And I said, if you have any kind of public voice, you are going to be judged. It's unavoidable. It is going to happen. People are going to say things. You're going to trigger people. You're going to be projection. Some people just won't like you. You have to just be willing to accept that. You can't yeah. stop it. You can't block it. And you can pay a lot of attention to that and let it upset you. Or you can pay attention to the people you're serving and the people you're helping and how you feel, how you feel inside. So that was one of the things that I had to, my coach told me when I, you know, wanted to get into this world. She's like, people are going to say stuff that doesn't feel good and you have to be okay with that. And well, here's the thing, Christine, not to interrupt you, but yeah, people yeah. don't already. Like yeah. there's people judging your ass already. I guarantee it. If you got any kind of family in your life, they are judging you all the time right now. If you don't think they are, you better get your head out of the sand because yes, that's, that's so what true. human people do. So you are, your ass is getting judged right now. You better well enjoy your life while they're doing it. <laughs> right. Exactly. 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 Oh, I love it. Oh, I could talk to you forever. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> so a couple of final questions, because some people listening may have, I'm sure there's a lot of B-school grads out there. Some people may have been dancing around it for years and years, and perhaps this is the year that they join us. Hopefully they do. Tell us who B-school is for. B-school is for anyone who wants to start or grow a business that is born from their heart, from their DNA, from their personality and their desire to make a difference. And honestly, even if you don't want to quote unquote, start your own business, but you're like, you know what? I want to be in this world. I want to work for a company that's doing that. And I want to understand how to communicate in a powerful way that inspires people to take action. I want to understand how to position things, how to price things, how to package things in a way that makes the people that I want to serve raise their hands to say, oh my God, finally, somebody made that. Yes, here's my credit card. Can I pay you more? And can I pay you again and again and again? If you get excited about taking products or services and sharing them with the world in the spirit of them making a difference, not only to the customer, but to greater community and society, then B-School is for you. If you take a look around the world and you're like, gosh, I really have something to share, but I have no friggin' clue. Where do I start? Or if you look around and you get overwhelmed because there's 16 gajillion social platforms and people are telling you, you got to have this, you got to have that. And you're mm -hmm. like, I, I can't, I don't even have enough time to like, you know, work out every day. How am I supposed to start this business, you know, and make it all happen? B-School is for you. It's for people who want the community, the structure, the guidance, and the support to take their ideas, whether they've started them already or they're just in that germation stage, and to get them to fly so that you feel like each and every day you're waking up doing what you're born to do and you can do it in a way that you're proud of, that's aligned with your values, and that's making the difference you want to make.
Yes. And this is the year. We were talking before we started recording about how 2017 was a really challenging year for a lot of people. Oh, it was rough. It It was was rough. rough. (laughs) It was rough. It was, it was my, my hardest in a while and I'm not alone in that. And so I think that this year people are getting more and more clear about taking control of their life and making decisions that support the direction they want to go. Because 2017, it just felt like a tornado. Like it just came and swept through and anything that wasn't out of alignment was gone. So some of you listening, you may have been laid off. You may have, you may be in a company where you know you don't fit anymore, or you may be transitioning. This is, this is the year. There's so much momentum that's happening. And I would say if you've been thinking about B-School for years, like this is this is the year to say yes. This is the year to dive in because I I feel like, and I'm sure you do too, Marie. Like the 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 momentum for the people that are going to be joining this year is going to be off the charts. Oh, a hundred percent. The world is ready, and I mean, it, you can see people rising up in all kinds of ways, right? Taking a stand for values, taking a stand for respect, taking a stand for what is right. And again, because we do spend so much of our waking lives, like the entirety of our lives, such a huge portion is devoted to some type of work, some type of uh, vehicle to make a living. It just makes sense to arm yourself with the skills and the understanding and the capabilities to do so in a manner that not only creates effective bottom line results, because we're about that, but that does it in a way that allows you to express the fullness of your soul and your creativity and who you are as a human being and the difference that you're here to make. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. And there's enough to go around. Absolutely. The difference making, yeah, the difference making market is not capped. We need, we need more people doing what they love and out, out of isolation. And because when we are in that and we're doing what we love and we have that emotional freedom, time freedom, financial freedom that doesn't happen overnight. It takes a while to build. When we have that, it's just like the way we show up in the world completely changes things. And it always reminds me of the, my favorite quote ever, because I think it sums it up, be the change you want to see in the world from Gandhi. And it, as funny as it sounds, having your own business helps you do that. It really does help you do that. So, oh, it does every day. It's challenging. It's an adventure. And it requires you to keep recommitting to your values, right? Yes. And keep showing up and to keep being that change. And what's cool about it is that change keeps changing. As our landscape and society continues to face new challenges, we then keep evolving and get to rise up and meet them in new ways. So I I love what you shared, Christine. It's beautiful. So cool. So cool. So final question for you. If you could go back and tell your 20-something self when you were just starting as an entrepreneur something that you didn't know then, but if you had one piece of wisdom or advice or encouragement that you would give her, what would it be? Oh my God, stop stressing out so much. It's all going to be okay. Damn, I was such a stress bucket. So many tears, felt so broken. It was horrible. Yes. <laughs> so I would say, girl, keep your work ethic. That's awesome. But we can kind of remove those layers of stress and beating yourself up. Like you don't need to do that. That's not, that's not adding anything to the equation. It's taken away. Yes. And, and you know what, everybody, it's never too late. Maria and I both started in our twenties, but it doesn't matter if you're in your thirties, forties, fifties, sixties, seventies, it is never too late to do what you love. Absolutely. hundred percent. 
Oh, Marie, I appreciate you. I adore you. I love you. You're amazing. I'm so, so, so proud to be part of the B-School family. Thank you for the work and the light and the permission that you give people to just go for it and do what they love and the tools to actually do it. You know, you're, you're an awesome cheerleader, but you, you like, you back it up with really freaking amazing content. I deliver the goods. You deliver you the goods. The strategies and the content. Like you're going to get the strategies and the tactics and the roadmap. Like that's good. We got you covered there. But again, if you're, if your mindset is out of whack, your heart's closed down, you're not in touch with your intuition. You can have the best strategies and tactics in the world. None of it's going to work if we don't have you aligned. And that's what we do. Absolutely. So everybody make sure you check out the link that's up with this podcast. Go watch the training videos. Take a look at what I'm offering as a B-School partner and join us this year. It's going to be an epic year. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Christine. And thank you everyone for listening. Thanks, Marie. And before I sign off, everybody, here are some useful car tips you might not be aware of. A coffee filter and a bit of olive oil can clean your interior. Removing excess weight from your car will improve gas mileage. And you can actually place your key fob to your chin to increase its range. Weird, right? Well, here's another tip you might not know about. True Car also helps people get used cars. That's right. True Car isn't just for buying new cars. With their certified dealer network and nationwide inventory of nearly 1 million used cars, you'll enjoy real pricing on actual inventory and a simpler buying experience, whether you buy new or used. And with True Car, users can see what others paid, so they'll know if they're getting a good deal before buying. They're also more likely to enjoy a faster buying experience by connecting with True Car certified dealers. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, check out True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features are not available in all states. All right, everybody, that's the show for today. Much love and many blessings. Thank you for listening to Over at Non With It. I love hearing from you, so please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. Bye.